Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Michael Karianis with you this morning. Good morning to everyone listening on SEN 11.70am here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. The boys are back. February 12th, Super Bowl day. They'll be back in the chairs. They'll finally kick us out, MC, and probably rightly so. Uh, for the first hour, we welcome those of you listening on SENQ 693am in Brizzy, Patton Hills, along from 6am Queensland time, and of course, everyone listening across the SEN network and the SEN app. Good morning to you. We've got plenty of sport this morning, MC, a few other stories to get through as well. Uh, what's, I guess, front of mind for me is when a colleague gets in the paper. Yes. And starts swanning around the office and big noting. We're trying to find a paper this morning and we'd heard about this story, right? And we were trying to find the paper. Could we, could we find a Herald? Uh, We're trying to find this story. Charlie Goodsir is apparently in the paper and we're trying to find it. And of course, Charlie walks over and he's got the page open. He says, here you go, Trent. Mm. (laughs) Here's the story about me. Good morning, Trent. Good morning, everyone. I'm, I'm well, I'm well. It's good that it comes with a listener warning for anyone that does pick up the Sydney Morning Herald <laughs> today, that they'll see the great Charles Goodsir um, standing um, there. And, and he's talking about a, a serious issue before we get into that, though. So producer Ben received hmm. this text yesterday about 2 p.m. Hey, mate, might be a fun one, but I'll be in the SMH for either tomorrow's edition or over the weekend. Could be a bit of fun, uh, banter on air. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Who do you think sent that? AKA, get me on air. Get me on I'm air. ASAP. Um, so, yeah, he's talking around concussions, which obviously uh, yeah. is a very, very serious issue and, and dealing with his experiences um, as a community sport player. And it said that it ended his community sport career. Hmm. Are you, are you questioning that he had a career? Well, I think community sport career he de- definitely had. <laughs> he definitely had because that's obviously just playing park football. And there's an interesting photo of, of Chuck in action mm. as well, a, an action shot playing AFL. But, um, yeah, a, a very interesting way to wake up this morning. And, Copes, we're both here. Mm. You know why? Why? Because we weren't one of the two people that won the hundred million dollar Powerball oh, last yeah. night. So two people, one from single a singleton couple, and a mystery Cameron Smith, a mystery Queenslander, <laughs> has won that will split the the prize. I'm glad it didn't go all to one person. A couple of people can in, enjoy those spoils. So that's a 
a nice start or a nice start to the year yeah. for, for a few people to, to walk away with 100 mil. Sounds like we're in Origin Camp, mystery Queenslander. <laughs> <laughs> There's an mystery, illness. Yeah, mystery yes. illness in the Queensland camp. Uh, well done to those of you that won Powerball last night. Unfortunately, as you say, MC, we didn't come out the other end rich. But there is one man who is rich mm. and he's made you know, huge news. He's one of the biggest names in world sport. Huge shock in the F1 world. Lewis Hamilton is set to leave Mercedes in a bombshell switch, making one of the biggest moves in the sport's history. It's rumoured that he's going to Ferrari. Now, are you? firstly, are you an F1 fan? And secondly, you're shaking your head. So that's answered it for me. We are on audio. Um, I'm so, trying to get you to stop prodding. Because <laughs> I'm not going to have any answers here. No, Surely I'm not. You know I'm not. The, the I'm significance not. of Lewis Hamilton in in world sport. Yes, yes, I do. I do. I do know that much about <laughs> motor racing, but that's my extent of it. Well, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the Edgewater Homes text line, and one three hundred oh one eleven seventy the open line. Can you remember a bigger switch, cross code switch? Um, uh, even brand switch with athletes, you know, one that's really shocked you where you just have this, you hear the words Lewis Hamilton and you have this immediate association with brand, performance, drive to survive, all of these things that are out on Netflix. Um, he's one of those guys that is just synonymous. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo and United there for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, all of these guys, Tiger and Nike. Yeah, that's you know? a good one. So yeah. it... Tell us what you think. Has this shocked you? Do you think it's a good move for Lewis Hamilton? Uh, but big news in the world of F1. Now, we've got plenty of other sport to discuss this morning, but you also came across a story mm. about uh, bosses and work hours. Yeah. that's We've had a bit of a discussion this morning. It's an interesting one. It is. It is a, a story in, in today's paper, and it says workers will be able to tell their bosses to stop making unreasonable contact after hours under a slew of workplace reforms to be debated next week. We've got uh, Dan back in the studio today. Trade's news in a nutshell. Uh, firstly, how was that? And secondly, you look like you were nodding along there. No, no, no. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, it was good, Trade's. I love hearing from my bosses at any point in time. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it is an interesting one and it does get under people's skin. I'm in a little bit of a different circumstance, I guess, because of the nature of my job. Mm. Um, I'm of the belief that there's an expectation that I'm on core almost 24-7. Um, given the rolling deadlines and um, the immediacy of some stories that, that do break. So I don't have an issue. Like my bosses are pretty realistic. If they're calling me at 8 o'clock, at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., something big is going on and I want to be part of it anyway. So I, I don't have an, a, an issue. Um, it would be annoying if it was nitpicking stuff or minor or something that could wait until tomorrow or, or just flick me an email and I can get to it when I get to it. Um, yeah. you know, I know some people get a bit antsy, I guess, when emails are rolling through at all times of night, but as long as there's not an expectation to, to read it or reply at that stage, I don't care when I get an email. Yeah. It, it doesn't affect me when, when, you know, I don't have to check it, um, when, when emails roll through, but it is an interesting debate as we try and, um, get back into, you know, post COVID, um, work-life balance, um, where, where we all sit in, in, in that realm, I guess. As a sportsman as well, it, back to your playing career rather than your office life, 
there would have been a different expectation. And I'm sure, you know, WhatsApp messages and schedules and phone yep. calls were team selections and, and things, or if they're going to break, were all happening at all different types of hours of the day. Yeah, I mean, not just that. It's like drop drop everything you've got to get to the airport. Mm. You're a late call-up to go to a game in Perth or a game in India. Yeah. You, you know, it's, yeah. It, you've just got to drop everything, and it's the families that then, you know, get knocked around because of that. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly not crying poor there. That is part of the privilege of playing elite sport. But um, every job is different. Mm. Tell us, how does it affect you? 0457 736 736. An interesting one. I, I'm definitely even in corporate life now of the opinion that send or receive an email whenever. Yeah. But the expectation to reply needs to be realistic. Yeah. And during business hours. Yeah. Uh, big topics this morning. Big topics. <laughs> uh, the big G has just texted in. Said, morning, Trent and Michael. I'd be surprised if Lewis goes to Ferrari. If true, it will only be it will only be so he can say I've driven a Ferrari F1 car. Sounds more like he's trying to get a pay rise as something similar has played out in the past. Cheers, Big G. Yeah, well, as we were saying, it is just reported news at the moment, not confirmed. Um, we'll did, wait and see. Did you ever use um, rival states as leverage when during your contract negotiations? Uh, not knowingly and, you know, sitting there saying, come on, you've got to beat this offer. Mm. Um, certainly not <laughs> for my own financial gain. It was more just a legitimacy of opportunity. But at the end of the day, there was nothing other than New South Wales from me. Yeah. What about you, mate? Rival papers? I've switched camps. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, so no doubt. Yes, I did use it as leverage and I won, is what MC's opinion was. Uh, it's, a, it's, a much, it's a much smaller field Yes, in, in, in my industry, so yes. Well, speaking of the one that you did land at, uh, the Daily Telegraph, there's an interesting story that went live at six this morning yep. and in the paper today about a Daily Telly pre-season NRL coaches poll. Can you tell us firstly about the process mm. and how this all comes about behind closed doors. And then we might touch on one of the topics. We'll do it in, in full a little later in the show, but there's some fascinating data that's come out of it. Yeah. It's something that we've run now for the last couple of years where, um, we sit down as a group. Generally it was Brent Reed, David Riccio, myself, and a couple of, of the editors sit down and work out, um, some questions, um, that we can get to coaches. Um, and assistant coaches, mind you. So it's every NRL head coach and every assistant coach. So it probably went to about 45, 50 people. I, I'd say we've got 30 replies, which is pretty good. Um, it's an online anonymous survey. So they have a form to fill out. Um, we either ring or, or, or text um, the coaches that we have relationships with. That's how we break it down. So we split the clubs up. Um, and then sometimes within the clubs, we split them up with um, certain journos. So someone might have a good relationship with an assistant coach. And one might have a good relationship with a head coach at a certain club. And, and that's how we sort of break it down. And, um, you know, I, I would say that I, I think at least 15, this is just rough number. I reckon getting replies back from, from coaches and having conversations, I think at least 15 of the 17 head coaches would have completed it, okay. I, I, I'd say. And then, um, you know, multiple assistant coaches. So it's a pretty good um, gauge of, of their feelings and, and their thoughts on the games. It's a range of issues. We'll go through some today, and then part two will be in tomorrow's paper and online tomorrow as well. And part two um, really goes into on-field issues. Um, but today, we're looking at uh, the game from a 
bit more of a holistic point of view and, and there's some big topic items that they get into and, and discuss and some of the results, as you say, copes are, are surprising, I, I guess, and, and probably give it a sense of, a, of a, a real feel of where the coaches are at heading into the season. And it's a good time to do it because the pressure of wins and losses aren't there. The emotion isn't there. So sometimes if you did this mid-season, um, it can skew their, their thought process a little bit, depending on how they're going on the competition ladder. If they've had a bum call against them on the weekend prior. So I think having a bit of, <laughs> having a bit of clean air and doing it now is probably the best time of year to, to really get the, their thoughts in a non-emotive way. Yeah. It's interesting. Do you want to tease out one of them now before we move forward? Yep, let's tick one off. What's the biggest issue in the game? So we, we asked the coaches this, and um, it was pretty split. We, we gave them a list of, of options, and, and sitting at the top is player managers at 23%. Interesting. So player managers. Are the, so Speaking of not being emotional, I, I'd imagine that's on frustration of dealing with trying to sign player X. Particularly or this time whinging, of year. Whinging about playing role prospectively. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting one in terms of when you look at the time of year because we've gone past November 1. It's all that free agency sort of period, trying to re-sign players before balls kicked. Um, so that that's an interesting one. Um, the next one's a, a concussion at 20% and player transfer system at 20%. Junior participation, officiating and bunker, they're both at 13% as well. So pretty close. They're a range of you know player managers at 23%, concussion 20%. Player transfer, 20%. Junior participation, 30, 13%. And the bunker officiating at 13%. And others are at 7%. So a broad range of re- responses there from the coaches. Yeah, broad spectrum. We'll delve into this much more later on as well. But fascinating insight into the coaches and what they think is, uh, in this instance, the biggest issue in the game. So the preseason NRL coaches poll on the Daily Telly website as well. And that leads us to... Ask him, what do you think is the biggest issue in the game in, in rugby league? Do you agree with the coaches? Um, is it player managers? Is it concussion? Is it participation and, and, and grassroots? Text us in on 0457 736 736. Look at you running the show. You've run morning segment. You've brought in your NRL players under pressure. Now you're taking over the reads of the text line as well. Yep. Love this. Yep. I could probably go home at this point. <laughs> that would be very dangerous for all of us. <laughs> a reminder that SEN will have full coverage of the first ODI between Australia and the West Indies this afternoon. 1 p.m. if you're in Queensland, 2 p.m. Sydney time. The commentary team headed by Adam White, the bowlologist Damien Fleming, Darren Berry and John Donohoe. We are here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. The lines are open and we have lines available. one 300 is the open line number. We've got a Signet Boost power bank to give away to today's best caller. Welcome back to Summer Brecky here on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Trent Copeland and Michael Carianis with you this morning. Partly cloudy today with a chance of fog this morning. Let us know if fog is affecting your suburb. 0457 736 736 to let us know. Heading for a top of 28 in the city and 32 in the west at Penrith. And good morning if you're in Brizzy. You're with us for another half hour before Patton Hills will take over. A sunny day up there with tops of 33. Now, just updating a few things. Today's guests, we're going to have Shane Watson, former Australian all-rounder, legend of the game. He's written his second book. So his first book, Winning the Inner Battle, was a real success, talking about the mindset of elite athletes and, and how to get the best out of yourself. 
This one, his new book, he's coming on to talk about the winner's mindset. I'm looking forward to hearing what I talk about that. Uh, he's got some great insights from personal experience, but also uh, now in coaching uh, and just in life, corporate speaking and, and many different walks of life. Shane Watson will join us. Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing, New South Wales. He'll come on and Hammy Goodman will be on as well. Now, just before the break, we were talking about bombshell news that Lewis Hamilton was set to leave. It was reported that Mercedes was going to be letting him go or Lewis Hamilton was going to be going to Ferrari. We have since in the ad break seen confirmation on the Ferrari's official Twitter page and on their website that Lewis Hamilton is indeed confirmed to be moving to Ferrari from Mercedes in 2025. So big news in the world of F1. I'm looking forward to the drive to survive edition that includes those chats uh, and also Lewis Hamilton sitting in a Ferrari. Um, MC, there's a bit of English Premier League going on this morning. Uh, West Ham taking on Bournemouth. That's at 6.30am Sydney time, 5.30 Brizzy. And Wolves taking on Man United, uh, 7.15am Sydney time, 6.15 Brizzy. So a couple of games this morning. There was some, I guess you could call them big results yesterday. Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham getting the win and moving up into fourth position on the table. So Hammy Goodman gave us a Thursday threesome yesterday, which included Man United uh, getting the job done today. So we'll follow that one and give him some stick if he doesn't get it done for us. Uh, MC, there's a few other stories that we've been talking about this morning. Um, the NRL, you were mentioning the coaches mm. their, and their opinions on the biggest issues in the game. Well, there's a story today about ticket prices to NRL games. Now, Tigers supporters accusing Eels of price gouging for their Easter Monday clash. So the cheapest seat is $87 and a family, $259. Just from pub test point of view, that doesn't scream value to me, despite the significance of the occasion. So I can understand the frustration from Tigers fans. Yeah, that's pretty expensive um $87 for for a game um of, of of football where you know at other times you know they can be less than $50 like I guess to, to go see a game obviously it's a a marquee uh, event um then um some of the other matches so that's probably why they're cashing in a little bit the eels but yeah $87 for a cheaper seat for a regular season game I think it's pretty expensive yeah, no doubt. Uh, 0457 736 736 is the text line and one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Would you pay $87 or $259 as a family to go to that Easter Monday clash? Are they off the mark? Let us know your thoughts. There's a question here on the text line from Murray mm. saying, Michael, could you please explain how you can target each club's head and assistant coaches and their replies back to your papers? Various preferred journalists be anonymous. Thanks, Murray. Yeah, so just to clarify, Murray, what actually happens is we send them a, an online survey form. So we don't actually know which coaches completed it and what their responses are uh, individually. Yeah. Right? So, so you're so making contact. You're making, yeah. You're saying, here is what here we're sending is, yeah, you. Yeah, here is what we're sending you. Here is the form. If, you've get, if you have an opportunity, can you please fill this out? And then once they get in there, it's they're filling out the answers and spit it back to you. You just get the end data points. Right? Yeah, someone in the online team, yeah. I don't even see it. Someone um, in in the online team gets the 
Um, final. There's no name attached. There's none of that stuff. We're not tracking IPs or anything like that, right? So it's <laughs> oh, all. I wouldn't a, put it past it's you. All, it's all. It's all. And I forgot to mention that some in the lead up to to the poll as well, we do bounce it off head coaches before we send out the questions as well to get a vibe and, and a sense of what they think could be some some relevant questions as well. Yeah, what to ask. Yeah, good point. The Big G has texted us in as well. Morning, my opinion on the biggest issues in league, grassroots, third-party payments, both interesting topics. Cheers yeah. to Big G. grassroots for sure, third-party payments. Yeah, it's a murky world. It, <laughs> it is it, a great it, area. It is, it is really murky and trying to get your head around it, understand it, explain it. It's, yeah, it, it is a... It is different and it doesn't have an even playing field for, for some clubs. Can you explain that just in explicit terms? I mean, Brisbane, for example, and, and the Broncos players and the third-party opponents, mm. compared to, say, Canberra. Yeah. Such, like, huge. it's just a different ballpark. We're talking millions of, of, of dollars that potentially that players as a collective can earn outside the salary cap because they're just in a bigger market. Mm. Cost of living, I guess, comes into that, and that's probably why they're more readily available in those areas. So it probably evens itself out a little bit. But uh, if you look at you know cost of living in Brisbane compared to Sydney, like the the Broncos would get way more third parties than uh, Tigers or Dragons or you know some of those struggling clubs yeah. at, at the moment. You know, so it's yeah, it, it's not fair. But how can you stop a player from earning an income mm. outside of of, of the game? Yeah, it's just the murkiness is how arm's length clubs are yeah. from ar- arranging that when they're not supposed to have any uh, influence over those things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this one from Mark. When I hear Lewis Hamilton, I think Nicole. Interesting. Uh, we got one from the West Eels. Good morning, boys. Good win for the Baggy Blues yesterday. Looked like a tricky wicket to bat on. That was in Perth. So just updating. New South Wales in a one-day game against WA uh, at the Wacker. They win that game. Uh, I think they won five uh, five wickets down in the chase, but did it pretty easy in the end. Uh, So a big win for New South Wales. They've been under the pump in recent times and need to get a few more results on the board before the end of the season. Their chance still to host both finals, so hopefully... Things can improve there. We've got an ODI coming up this afternoon. There's plenty of sport to talk about. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Stay with us. The news headlines next, and then we'll delve further into the big sports news of the morning.